What's up, y'all? This is Tim Einenko with The Library. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. That's at The Library with Tim. That's at The Library with Tim. Also, check me out on rapstation.com for my full interviews and also updates from all the Annie Don't Stop crew. Here's part two of my interview with Tretch from Naughty by Nature. A lot, so obviously a lot of the fans, or a lot of people know you um, for OPP, Feel Me Flow, Uptown Anthem, and of course Hip Hop Array. But I was wondering, um, are there songs that you wish people knew, like, or in any of the songs that I guess the masses have slept on? Nah, not really, because the true fans and stuff is crazy. They know album songs. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if we do a song that we never had a single for on the show, I mean, the funniest thing to me is like going to Japan and stuff, and they don't even speak English, but they can <laughs> recite every word that you say off of any song that you play, whether it was a single or not. So it's like, nah, I, I'm, I think every every song that we put out, every single that we put out at the time, was right on time. It was for the era. It was for the people, and it was it was good choices. It was good choices because mm. all the singles that we put out had a, li- a, a real long life. Mm. And you know, like you said, it's still out there. Twenty two years later, we could perform the songs, and the crowd is going crazy like they brand new. Okay. Uh, I want to go into one of the tracks on a uh, nineteen ninety three. Are uh, ready for them with uh, featuring Heavy D. Mm-hmm. There comes the man you dig, the man you dump, the man you love, the man you hug. So come get some of the funky drum drum. Here I come, come lights, camera, funny, pull on the action. I'm the Don in the city, known for the nitty gritty. Consider me Big Willie, consider you itty bitty. I'm the youngest in the family of six. I've heard it with chicks, and then I learned tricks in the ghetto mix. I went um, wow. Heavy D passed away a little over two years ago. So, you know, just for the fans, what, what was it like, one, working with Heavy um and two, like, what kind of person was he? Man, Ed was a was a was a champ. He was a trooper and one of the original founders, man, of the quick tongue lyrical spit game. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ed was he was he wasn't he was complicated with his lyrics, and he was smooth, and he was a big boy that was out there dancing like he was kidding play size. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Just to see, it was so many different amazing <clears throat> heights to Heavy D. He was the coolest, one of the coolest people you could meet. Like, everything was a smile on his face. Everything, like, it wasn't a problem, let's just make it happen type of attitude. Mm. And when it came time to make them records, it wasn't nothing for him to go in and write his and, 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 and knock it out like like he already had it done. Mm. He'll come in there and tear it down. So he's truly meant... We love him to death, and his legacy is definitely going to live long. I want to ask you about a couple more songs, and I have a lot of favorites. Uh, Uptown Anthem, I've always, I, I've always thought it in a weird way as a kind of a, kind of a, a tribute to the rhyming style of Kane and Rakim. Me and Ben rock with spots and flocks and groups and troops with timber boots and jail suits. That's how I roll in my head, do dope. When the will I got, won't and competition ain't dope. Beat your break, your broke, your smoke, your take, your see you to your little group on mute. Uh, was that were they kind of the inspiration behind your flow or or is this I mean obviously it's your own flow as well and also what was the inspiration also behind that song I think artists like I think I'm a combination of everybody I grew up on everybody I admire Big Daddy Kane Rakim Slick Rick Coogee Rap Run DMC LL Cool J 
I feel as though like my when my when I first started, in order for me to get my own style, all of them was in me, because that's what I grew up listening to, and I pretty much. I know when I first came out, I sounded more like LL Cool J than anybody else. Going to another song, "Everything Gonna Be Alright." Um, mm-hmm. Was that? I mean, just was that the hardest song you've ever written? Um, not in terms of. I mean, yeah, just all over. I mean, was it a hard song to write, or did that just come out? Just, you know? um, I think probably the, the the hardest song for me to ever to write was "Mourn You Till I Join You," the tribute to Tupac. Oh, that wow. was probably the hardest song for me to write. Was 90 on the PE tour when we met. Damn, don't even seem like seven years past. Both roadies now, homies out the hood on the scene. You did the Humpty with the U, I did the Watt with the Queen. Was a dream. Smoking and drinking through Aberdeen. And you guys were close friends, right? Yeah. So Ghetto Bastard was basically like a, a biography of my life. Right. So it was actually easy to write because I knew the story. Right. Yeah, and... The track was so melodic and everything else. Certain songs, I'd say, like, once I hear the beat, the, the beat write the rhymes. Because I don't know even know where the lyrics just come from. But before I turn around, it's like the song is done. And it's just everything it should have been. And some get nuts, some catch a bad one. And some leave the job half done. I was one who never had and always mad. Never knew my dad. Mother the It's amazing that for you, a lot of rhymes, you know, come off effortlessly, and it doesn't sound like it's coming off effortlessly. It, like each lyric yes. obviously has a thought to it, um, uh-huh. and obviously your flow is tight, and it's been, it's been, you know, it's, it's been amazing for the last 20, 22 years. So, Chuck said, I just want you to get your reaction to this. Uh, Treasures the king, a real cat who has embraced the equality of rappers and regions terribly overlooked. Naughties are ambassadors. I wanted to just get your reaction to that. Wow. I mean, coming from Chuck, man, he's one of the originals. He's one of the the ones that, like I said, in that era, Public Enemy, that's all. That was another group that all I listened to. So I guess the, the militant side of me was the Chuck side that, that rolled off on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The more political, politically influenced type of lyrics definitely came from spawning from from the vibe from Chuck D. So, I mean, we we looked at, we learned a lot from everybody that's coming. Another thing we learned from Public Enemy, which Public Enemy was the first to do, was like just really brand their clothing mm. and their logo. You knew that PE logo anywhere. You knew when you saw Public Enemy in bold print, you wanted one of those shirts. You wanted one of those hats. So when we came out, we was like, yo, even from the days when, before Naughty, when we were new style, we had our own jackets, we had our own, you know what I mean, our own whole look and everything else, because we know, like, yo, we got to go out there and really brand our brand. 
and put it out there so the world knows it, even if the brand ends up being bigger than the group itself. You know, because we never knew how many records we would end up selling. So we were doing everything on the mind state of, you know what, we need to really just put full force in everything to make sure this group is going to be successful one way or the other. And people are going to know this group once they mention it years down the line as one of, we wanted to be known as one of their favorite groups. Was it, when you guys first came out, I mean, obviously, uh, this rap wasn't that as popular as it is now. I mean, there was, you know, in the 90s, there were so many driving forces against it. I mean, some radio stations refused mm-hmm. to play it. Um, was that ever a deterrent for you guys, or was that nah. just more of an inspiration? That was an inspiration, because we was like, look, man, we got we to gotta come out here and get a part of this game. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't know what the radio stations was going to do. We didn't know what the video outlets was going to play. We thought, like, really our stuff was going to be too hard for them to even accept. And especially when we had, like, the concept or the title, I mean, the uh, concept OPP, we was like, as soon as they find out what this means, <laughs> nobody's going to play this song. So we was like, yo, let's just go for it. Wow. Let's go for it. She's put it out there. It's good music to us. It's catchy. We like it. So if the label is behind it, they're going to work it. Hey, what we got to lose? Right. We got a shot at it. Let's go. And just, we ain't in the, in the business of being scared. If we made it in the streets. We could come out on this industry. It ain't nothing that's going gonna, gonna to deter anything that we want to do out here. And we had the great leader, Queen Latifah. So we were really feeling ourselves like we got this. That was part two of my interview with Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Follow me on Twitter at The Library with Tim. That's at The Library with Tim. Keep it locked to www.rapstation.com. Peace. You're about to fill the chronicles of a bionicle, lyric, lyrically spitting, dismissing. I'm on a mission and just hitting. Now it's written and kitten, hitting with mittens. I'm missing, wishing, man, listen. I glisten like sun and water while fishing. Bust the move in this word. Serve words with nerve embedded. I said it word. Damn, you nerd, man, you heard. Coming from the town of Illy and alleys are full of fillies and rallies. Suckers get silly and sally and found in alleys and rally. Really? So. Set up a sit up, flip up, watch a 
in sections of 40, so clap your hands and hold your shorty, I'm naughty. 